0: Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast where we discuss stories across pop culture plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 41 and I am your co-host, Nigel.
1: I'm Tazzy, streamer and
0: co-host. And today is a special roundtable video game discussion episode. Uh, So as we do, uh, we throw up the, um, um, the gamepad bat signal kind of thing and basically whoever answers the call of Video Game Justice, we uh, let them on on the show, that's how it works. So today, uh, our guests are the founder of Melanin Gamers, Annabelle. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Cool, uh, I don't know how many times you've been on, but it's a lot, so we'll put some <laughs> links to, like past episodes on there. I can't even remember which ones uh, that you've been on. Uh, also with us is a first timer, uh, YouTube content friend creator, uh Dan Dan welcome.
3: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: cool yeah, so Dan has no idea um how this works. So this is like a <laughs> tutorial level uh for Dan, but yeah, it's pretty simple. Um and last but not least is uh another content creator and variety streamer, uh Rose. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> welcome back because Rose has also been on a previous show. Again, don't know how many times, at least twice.
2: Yeah, I think this is my third time.
0: <laughs> this is the hat trick. Okay, I should like keep track of all these all these stats. Um, I'll do that next time. Anyway, uh, as always, you can listen to and subscribe to Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and wherever you get your podcasts from. You can send us feedback and questions to feedback at com or throw them at us on social media at myamada on twitter at myamadatees on instagram or at tazzy on both Uh, we're going to get started with some goings-on in the MayaMada universe so by the time you're listening to this assuming you uh, listen to it immediately when it drops um, we have a few days left of our Kickstarter for our new manga, Sirius Through the Fog. So we launched this campaign on September the 3rd, um, and it's going to end on the 5th of October. So you've got a bit of time. If you haven't checked it out, um, please do. It's a manga story from the My Matter universe, specifically uh, the Sirius world. So Blake Sirius and his team of young entrepreneurs... Who have been hit by um, an unexpected pandemic and have to battle through uh, and figure out what they're going to do for their business and deal with the mental side of that. No idea where I got that inspiration for the story from. Things just come into my head. I don't know where that's come from. So, we have actually already hit our goal. Uh, so, we're working towards uh, stretch goals. And what we want to do is create a collector's edition of this story. Um, which will have like additional content so things like uh, sketches, character sketches, uh, page sketches, um, sort of commentary for myself and artist Penale, uh as well as variant cover art from different illustrators so yeah if we can get to our first uh, stretch goal in uh, the time we have left or earlier that would be amazing so if you are interested in manga um, or have already checked out the other My Matter stories and want to see what this one is all about, please do check out Kickstarter. The show, uh, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, so on the gaming side of the My Matter universe, uh, we have a few panels that are going to be up on our YouTube channel if they're not already. So the first one is the panel that Taz and I did, uh, Storytelling in Video Games for EGX Digital where we had Mr Midas and Brendan Gibbons, uh, who's a narrative designer um, as well. Uh, we just talked about, yeah, how storytelling has changed uh, in video games, what it means um, to tell stories with sort of complex narratives. And yeah, that's going to be up on... In fact, probably should be already up. If not, it'll be up this coming week. And then already up on our YouTube is the panel that we did on video games and well-being so again you can check out our uh, show notes and the links to both will be uh in the show notes and um couple other things uh all gaming related is we have a discord um so we've got discord and we're actually going to plan some activities uh, that's going to be happening on a month to month basis also got some membership um coming so you'll be able to hear more about that Where we have like uh, sort of exclusive activities and content uh, from next month. Uh, The first thing that we're going to be doing is a follow up discussion with Michael Smith, who is uh, a neuroscience researcher and former game addict and was on our well being panel. So we just like, yeah, he had a lot to say about sort of the neuroscience behind addiction and in the context of video games. Uh, So we thought we'd um, catch up with him uh, and dig a bit more into that topic. And last thing is we're planning a live end of year podcast recording, which will be live on Twitch. So we're going to be myself, Tazzy, and uh, actually we haven't asked anyone. So maybe some of the people on this show. We're still working it out. But uh, yeah, we're going to round up the year. Uh, talk about our favorite stories and also the process of making serious through the fog which i'll be working on from october till the end of the year so yeah stay tuned for more information on that um so that's the latest news from the Maya matter universe let's find out what everyone has been playing so this is uh,
1: a spot where we give our guests and us a chance to talk about which games we've been playing. So we will start with our guests, and we'll start with Annabelle. Hey, I've been playing Apex. I think I said that last time, and the time before when I said I've
4: been playing Apex. I guess all I ever do is play Apex. Um, <laughs> but I love it, and it's a new season, and I want to get better at Apex. So I just yeah, and some GTA thrown in there as well because. I just feel like GTA is one of those games you can always go back to in general. You know, you can leave it for a long time and just go back and mess around with your friends and stuff. That's what I was doing. We were just doing some races and messing around. Or if around.
0: you're me, play it for the first time. But
4: terrible. I can't believe you played it for the first time. That's insane to me. I got it the day it like launched on PS3.
1: I know, I I just, it,
0: it's, I'm terrible. I'm ter- I have played all the other GTAs, though. But for some reason, this one just like slipped through the net.
1: I don't That's know crazy. how, yeah. I'm with Annabelle. That's crazy. Like the game like, is so big. It's, it's, it's been out.
4: it's been out for so long. It was free on PC as well. So that's why I got it. <laughs> it's just one of those, like, I think it's one of those iconic games that, um, I think in terms of for a generation, GTA would be up there because it's, you know, it's just one of those games that they just, it has so many layers to it. Story, just everything. Um, it's one
5: of
1: my favourite games for that reason, you know. Yeah. Um, and Dan, our newest guest, what have you been playing? Uh,
3: um, what haven't I been playing? Um, so <laughs> one the 4 four I've been playing um, Ghost of Tsushima and um, Marvel's Avengers. Um, so I love Marvel's Avengers. It's a great game. Um, not sure if anyone's played it, but uh, it's, it's a bit like Ultimate Alliance, but just sort of beefed up. Um, so yeah, that's that's great. Good great game for Marvel fans. Um so on the Switch I've been playing Super Mario 3D All Stars. Um Java. bit of Vigor, bit of Road Company, still need to finish Paper Mario. Um and I got a game today actually called um Breakpoint. So I'm a little bit addicted to that. Um it's like a it's a retro style twin stick action based game, if you if you could describe it. Um but yeah, it's just really fun. Um that's what
1: I've just been playing today. Oh, more great games. Whenever I hear people tell me what games they're playing, I'm like, I want to be playing that game as well, as if I don't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: um, that brings us on to Rose. So I've been playing a game by Sega that I truly believe has slipped through the net. It's called Judgment. It's a part of the Yakuza universe. If you don't know about Yakuza, I honestly think you should get on it. I was late to the show, but honestly, Yakuza is a great series, a great uh, franchise. And I think people would like Judgment because it's a standalone type of game, even though it's a spinoff, uh, you know, based on detective work and uh, a lawyer who acquitted a criminal who he didn't think was a criminal at the time. You know, this is not quite spoilers. This is like first five minutes of the game. And then obviously criminal did criminal things. Killed a person and then our beloved detective, beloved lawyer man became our beloved detective. So it uh, it goes on from there. (laughs) Aside from that, I've been playing Among Us, you know, I actually love being the imposter you know it's just my favorite thing to do and as my friends have also mentioned that uh you should probably vote me off first regardless of whether i'm a crewmate (laughs) or an imposter whether i've done anything or not call that emergency meeting buddy rose because i apparently am dangerous let's go
1: (laughs) so the message we learn from that is not to trust you
2: (laughs) but i'm such a good person Mm -hmm.
1: That's what everyone says on Among Us.
2: I know, you just said it's not my fault, okay? (laughs) I didn't do anything.
1: (sighs) So much Among Us fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I have also been playing a bit of Among Us, which, you know, people call it the friendship breaker, but I call it the friendship maker because I've made a lot of friends because of it. But I've also been on a car theme Gaming, just everything related to cars at the moment. So I've been playing Forza and Need for Speed Heat. Forza Motorsport six, seven. I should clarify. Uh, and Sims 4, lots of Sims 4. I don't know why. It's just cars and Sims at the moment.
4: <laughs> I love Sims. That's a game I. I just Need for it's just, i feel like
5: it's a lifestyle
2: <laughs> i just do sims i didn't even play i just <laughs> yeah like yeah um. i've got a theory for tazia i think that forza need for speed and sims all have something to do with the fact that we are in covid and she wants to go outdoors or to do something crazy
0: <laughs> ah, project- <laughs> <theory>. yeah.
2: simulators <laughs> <It really> <laughs> is, <laughs> Projecting
0: through, through video games
2: mm. yeah psychological it's we deep. got
1: deep <laughs> actually has like a storyline it's quite <laughs> impressive it gets really deep really quickly. And I was like, I was not prepared for this. I was just coming on to race.
0: <laughs> Which uh, what No, Need for Speed. Oh, Need for Speed. Oh, Need okay. for Speed Heat, yeah. Well, they did make a film out of it, didn't they? Did that happen? Or did I just... Yeah. Did I... That did happen. It, okay, it did. But so...
1: Specifically, Need for Speed Heat has, like, very intense storyline from the get-go. If you didn't already dislike the cops, you will after playing the first bit of Need for Speed Heat. And just need for speed heat in it in general. They are so annoying, literally. I'm like, please leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah, Nigel, what have you been playing?
0: Uh, so I have been playing Ratchet and Clank on the PS4. Um, but actually, before I get into it, I wanted to touch on Animal Crossing um just because. So I've had to play Animal Crossing because it's uh, for gamepad. Um, so I'm in this weird position because i feel like animal crossing is a game you play peacefully and to like relax uh, and yet i'm playing it in a mode where i need to accelerate to, to get to the point where i can we can invite people to this island now if you are listening to this you will know whether is that, that code for
2: time traveling
0: uh yes that is that is a very <laughs> simple code for time traveling and i feel that's not the way you're supposed to play this game so <laughs> there's some level of guilt um, time
4: England. traveling, Nigel. You did not. That's cheating. So
0: that's, I've been told. Like I ain't saying anything. Says. You know, I do.
4: So, it with you know, time travel <laughs> that takes fun out of the game. Like you're supposed to wait one day for your house to be built. Wait another day, plant some stuff, dig some stuff up, shake some trees. You know,
1: it's a calm game. If he wasn't meant to time, if he wasn't meant to time hop, Mr. Rossetti would have had a more prominent uh, feature in this game, and that's what I'm going for. You <laughs> got
2: made redundant got with done it's just
1: a voice now it's just a
0: voice yeah. is uh yeah so i feel like i'm playing it wrong but also needs must for the event you're playing um, it right
2: after all the years of me playing animal crossing you played it right as well as wrong okay community is very divisive <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it I think I might have like upset a lot of people listening to. But just to be clear, <laughs> uh, I have no regrets. No, I, I just I need to <laughs> <laughs> I just need to do it for the event. Amen to but that. After the event, I will take some time to just like uh, sit with it. Also, I did want to ask because I'm very I'm very new, so I don't know what's going on. But uh, so, Tom Nook, is there like like what's his deal? Because I'm getting some like vibes that are not all like. Uh, sort of He's a don
2: not. of dons. I mean, his name is a himself- name is the crook. That's all
0: you really need to know about him. He is a crook. Okay. He's
2: basically,
1: a, a, a mafia, <laughs>
0: <Why>? <laughs> a mafia boss. Because that's what that I, was, like- <laughs> I was thinking. But, and keep in mind, I've literally never played an Animal Crossing game. It's my first experience, and for oh, wow. some reason, the vibes this guy is giving off. Um, and I think, like, once you set up like the tent and everything, and then he gives you the phone. And then he slips in that you now owe him, like, money.
5: What?
0: I'm like, like, that's, cool. a, I this? that's <laughs> the... <laughs> that's I don't Every think that's... the time
4: you visit your house, I got scared yeah. of him visiting. I'm like,
0: oh no. <laughs> and he knows where you live. And what? yeah, I didn't... I just, you know, and this is from literally like two hours of playing this game. Uh, so I just wanted to put that out, out there. I'm not sure yeah. if I should trust this guy. I mean, or if, like, the twist at the end is that he comes for you and Nook your family. Nook is the
2: government, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's the government let's make this political he's the government <laughs> he's,
0: yeah he knows
2: everything about you this is capitalism <laughs> this is what he stands yeah.
0: for because i had to work uh, to pay off this debt that
2: yep
0: yeah. wow capitalism okay.
2: at its finest
0: that, that
1: he kind of roped you into as well he's yeah. like i've got Every this great idea
2: animal crossing game
0: <laughs> yeah. um, okay i, I
1: do want to just back nigel up in that nigel thought that he was. <laughs> he had a save.
0: Oh uh, yeah, we need to give the full <laughs> context uh, to rob me of whatever crimes I may have committed.
1: Yeah. Um, so for gamepad, we needed Animal Crossing because um, our first first one we decided to do this on the last gamepad. I was supposed to run it, but then we realised it was it was too difficult for me to run it while hosting the event because uh, if anything went wrong, uh, it would like impact. And it'd also be nice to have a switch at location uh, that could be screen grabbed. So Nigel got it from someone else and uh, thought that the save, like that there was cloud save.
0: <laughs> yep, I thought that was the thing. I thought it was done. Uh,
1: and so hadn't even opened the game up. and um, Until yesterday. Until until I said, uh, you do realise you need to start the island. <laughs> Oh my
5: god.
1: Oh, yeah. And he was like, no, 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 because it's it's someone else like someone else gave gave it to me. I was it's like what I, was told. I was like, no, no, it's a big thing with Animal Crossing and Nintendo that there is no cloud save apart from if you lose your switch. There's a very long-winded way that you can now get it. But yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, here's what you do, time hop. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: yeah in night uh, the of... binge gaming <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and thank you Tazzy, my defense lawyer uh thank you for that <laughs> um uh and i've also been playing as i mentioned ratchet clank but i'm um, very early on um because i was just so impressed by the ps5 showing uh, of the new ratchet clank uh, i realized i had not played the game uh at all I thought i'd get started
4: Oh, my God, my brother has not shut up about that. Like, literally, if you mentioned that to him, he would just go on for, like, the next... He is a huge fan of Ratchet & Clank, and he just was, like, going crazy when he saw... Do you
2: know, the last Um, Ratchet & Clank game I saw, I think it was for PS2 or maybe PS3, but it had a character called Courtney Gears. Not saying which celeb that was based (laughs) off of, but that was a very interesting character and is very memorable for someone who didn't even play.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm quite impressed with it so far is i needed a change of pace after finishing the last of us part two because yeah i just needed something like just fun and light <laughs> and just, yeah that game
4: is yeah. heavy so that's for sure that's when i thought playing kind of crossing heavy
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i just thought i'd uh try it impressed i like it's like the animation stuff the the humor um was like humor in games i feel doesn't always get done uh, uh, a lot so yeah i'll probably report on it uh, at some point in, in a future episode because i'm Uh, very early but enjoying what I'm playing so far Uh, and yeah that's that's me for for the moment so we're gonna get into our main topic of discussion which is video games and specifically next generation of video games Uh, so as we do with these roundtable episodes just pick out stories that are uh, happening in the world of video games and open them out to discussion uh, just hear what people are saying so i put together these notes um, had it all laid out um, the nice order that i thought everything would go in and then microsoft bought Zenimax, and i needed to come back to my notes i need to change the order of things and this is what we're going to talk about first so i want to um, talk about this deal in the context of obviously Microsoft and what that means for uh, ZeniMax and Bethesda because they're the ones that get spoken about the most in the context of the story. Also what impact uh, it will have on the next generation. So just to give the uh, the wider context, uh, as of I think the 22nd of September, uh, Microsoft uh, has bought or at least plans to buy. Is has is the deal actually gone through?
1: I think yeah, the
0: I the deals. Believe- Okay, so it's it's all it's all done. Uh so yeah, they have bought uh Zenimax who is the parent company of Bethesda uh for seven point five billion in cold hard cash. Uh <laughs> so Zenimax also owns um its software, uh known for Doom, Rage and Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein, Steam? I think it's Stein. Stein, okay. I will say Stein, but anyway. And yeah, that kind of just sent ripples uh throughout uh, the gaming uh, industry certainly my uh twitter timeline and it's just changed the context of this upcoming generation so what do people think i want to i want to start with Tazzy, just because i know this basically ties into game pass which Tazzy is a big fan of so what do you think about this
1: okay i've got like very two different points of view about this so as an Xbox user and Game Pass user, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. This means that like literally I have a like a much larger, larger library of games available to me, which is amazing, obviously, like everyone loves more games, um, especially if you're a variety streamer and games that like I might have not bought, but I actually get to try and don't feel guilty about buying a game for 60 quid and then not really enjoying it that much Uh, or not putting the hours in, but it does raise concerns for me as well. Like as exciting as it is and like amazing it is that like more people get to play games. Um, Like I know people that have game pass and it's literally been the difference between them having games and not having games and like being able to play with friends and stuff like that. The concern for me is the direction it might push games in and not necessarily being a positive one. And, you know, Microsoft seems to be doing a lot of buying up. Uh, And I, I don't want it to become this thing where, I don't want like a Netflix scenario where games just become a service and there's no other option really to do it because then everyone else copies. And like, you're like, where can I watch this thing? And you have to have subscriptions, like a thousand different things. It's like an arms race to play a game yeah and um as long as we can still just like games it bought uh, There there's a really good tweet Fred, that just like went into more detail like I know I I can't fully articulate why it worries me uh, but when I like read more people that are better educated around this sort of stuff they like really go into it and I'm like this is this is what I mean this is what what worries me but like other than that, like I'm great. I know loads of people have been like, oh no, these games that I love are gonna be exclusive to Xbox. I don't think that's gonna happen. I really cannot see Xbox doing that. Not with like what it's done before. It's you can't not...
0: at all. You can't see that happening.
1: N- no, I can see like timed exclusives or um things being like in-game exclusive, like what Sony done with uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man and uh, Marvel Marvel's Avengers, like yep. having Something like that, uh, but I don't see it being like no. Now we're making all of these games exclusives. If anything, I feel like they'll use this opportunity to make a like a new IP that is has got like a brand behind it that people are like. Oh, okay, we can support this. Um, yeah, I
2: have to agree with Tazi to be honest. Um, there was something that Microsoft did in the past in regards to Skyrim. And with what Tazzy said about timed exclusives, they made the DLC for uh, Skyrim like exclusive for, I think it was like 30 days or such. But I think there was a lot of delays due to uh, porting it over or, or something to do with that. But uh, yeah, I think they will go down that route of time exclusives for other, you know, existing games that are in production already, like so Elder Scrolls 6 or something like that. But I can't see it affecting. Um, Being on both consoles, and even if they were to say lock off Elder Scrolls and Fallout and all these other games from PlayStation, I'm not too worried as someone who is also a PC gamer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's always going to be on PC now, you know that. Yeah, like (laughs)
2: guaranteed. They wouldn't hurt the modding community for Elder Scrolls and Fallout or any other game like that, anyway. Because if you haven't seen the modding community for, especially Skyrim. Where the dragons are Thomas the Tank Engines, you need to understand <laughs> that you need to appreciate people keeping the game alive even after yeah. you know it's been several years after the, the game's been released. I yeah. mean, they allow mods on Xbox, so yeah. But the mods <laughs> on PC are very like uh, extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like just the fact
0: mm. that they
1: still they still allow, mm. allow mods on mm.
2: Xbox
0: is like
1: they're not gonna they're not gonna stop that.
0: They have said that they'll on our existing commitments in terms of the exclusivity sort of concern but i also feel that companies will always say that um it just made me think about uh when facebook bought uh oculus and and uh well yeah when facebook buys anything but i think specifically oculus because there was the whole like oh we're going to keep it the same it's not going to change fast forward to now and i think with the latest one requiring everyone to have a Facebook um, account, account to log in yeah. because, yeah. of course, they're Facebook and
1: that's what Yeah, are I business. think that's so different, though, because it's Facebook. They're
2: just, like, plastering their that's name <laughs> everywhere, though. <laughs> <That's what laughs> they're just
0: like- the key thing with the Facebook uh, deal and um, why I bring up is because I – so, in my opinion, ultimately, the company is going to do what's in its interest and Facebook's interest yeah. is getting more people on its surface. Now, this could be something where Xbox or Microsoft's business interest – actually mean they don't necessarily do the exclusive route because uh and when i was uh thinking about it i I think it's worth considering the sort of strategy of microsoft um uh uh, as a whole and the the ceo of microsoft uh uh, satya Nadella, when he took over from steve Ballmer um in in 2014 he kind of switched the the company strategy to moving everything to the cloud and Concentrating on services, and you've seen that in like different uh, areas. So they have their like uh, Azure cloud service, which is kind of like Amazon's uh, uh S three, and sort of having other people run their stuff on their cloud services. So in terms of like Xbox, it's a case of services. So Xbox Game Pass, and we'll talk more about that. But I feel like their thing, their business interest, is getting people in the ecosystem, and that doesn't necessarily mean. um making everything exclusive to tazzy's point but then i feel also they are still competing against sony so i i can't imagine there won't be like any exclusives
5: oh um, yeah in terms of
0: like Bethesda specifically to potentially sort of uh you know diminish the value of getting a playstation so uh i mean dan what do you what do you think about uh the the deal
3: some very good points there actually that i never really thought about before um but I, I mean, as a sort of neutral gamer, sort of looking at sort of both playing, you can't the be
0: neutral. You have to pick a side.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but looking looking at the, the oh, PlayStation wow. and the Xbox from from the outside, it it looks as though they will both just get in the same games. Um, and you'd have these like PlayStation have their exclusives, your Uncharted, your Last of Us, and then Xbox would have its Halos and stuff like that, Gears of War, Forza. With this whole Bethesda thing now, it Sort of opens up the playing field a little bit more for them. I feel. I mean, playing devil's advocate as well. I, I don't know. I mean, if I was a business and I spent 7.5 billion on a company, I'm doing that to sort of take control and put those games on my console, so that customers want to come to my console and play games there, rather than going to the competitor and playing games on that system. So I mean, yes, there could be sort of timed exclusives, but I feel like. It's a it's a power move that Microsoft is doing to sort of say, look, these are the games we're having now. So mm-hmm. if you want to play them, come over to our console and you can play them. Can I just... Um, mm-hmm, yeah.
1: I was going to say, add to your point really quick. Mm-hmm. This is another reason why I do not think they'll add them to exclusives because their thing is like, okay, you can get... The, I feel like their strategy is, okay, you can still get these games on PlayStation, but if you get an Xbox, they're included in Game Pass which right yeah, yeah. most ge- most xbox users are going to have a game Pass in the next year yeah.
3: yeah i mean yeah it's it's uh i mean I, I think it's it's a way of them getting more more customers onto their platform um i i think it's you know fair play to them to to be honest um i'm i'm more of a playstation person myself um but fair play to microsoft for, for doing that i might get hated for saying that but you know <laughs> um yeah <laughs> I, I think i think it's, i think it's a good move for them to get um more interesting games
0: onto their console yeah annabelle do you do you think this changes your your view on sort of next gen um in any way diminishes the value of playstation 5
4: nothing could diminish the pal- value <laughs> let's just get that out the way <laughs> um playstation will always be playstation they don't have any competition. <laughs> um, wow, this, is, this of, is what we like to hear. i <laughs> <Beep. laughs> <laughs> doing this. This is a power move if I ever saw one. Um, like, it's just... there. There's just a game of chess going on and they've just said checkmate kind of thing. You know, we got as the... Look at us kind of... And I, I like it. I feel like... Least, I like the idea of competition. I don't think one... Uh, platform should have a monopoly we're looking at you disney <laughs>
0: then... <laughs> yeah. So it's funny you say disney can i just drop this in is that when i saw this deal it made me think of uh disney's acquisition of fox because when that happened i remember uh distinctly everyone uh sort of in up and ar- up not up in arms in what's the what's the good version of up in arms like praise in my is what people use. Usually... No, no, no. Uh, I mean like the the positive version because people were were hyped about it because it meant yeah. that um, the Fantastic Four and X Men could come into the MCU, um, mm-hmm. and that was like the the highlight. That was the thing. But I was thinking actually, this isn't. I mean, that's a nice thing to do and to have uh, and great. But that's not what the the deal was about because no, this was done happened. before the launch of Disney Plus and them buying Fox meant that their uh online service, their streaming service, now becomes a vi- a much more attractive option for people to get. Mm-hmm. On top of all the Disney stuff, they've got all the Fox library, which includes like The Simpsons and uh everything like that. So like it's about content. So for me I, I feel this is in a similar vein where yeah. people I-, I always hear people say like Bethesda and then sort of those specific games but there's a lot more that ZeniMax has uh, and this is about you know, upping the Game Pass service, going back to the yeah. overall Microsoft strategy of just attracting people into their ecosystem. So that's kind of where I see a yeah, very Disney like move to Annabelle's yeah, yeah. point. Hundred percent agree with like
4: that. Acquiring something, but and I'm always weary when um a large like like company just like is just going around buying, buying, buying because I feel like I we don't want the I don't know, you know, the Uncle Walt treatment where every film kind of feels exactly the same because you're just churning out the same kind of thing from the same kind of factory. Um, but I'm going to give Microsoft the benefit of the doubt. It is a power play in terms of with PlayStation. PlayStation, we they sell it a lot with their exclusives, you know, and we love our exclusives. So maybe, I don't know if Microsoft are going to do the same thing or this is just like, it did feel like a power move when I was like, when my brother and I was talking about this and it just felt like, you know... They're just, it's a game of chess and just buy both consoles and then, you know, your life is fine.
1: <laughs> but, you can, uh, you can, it's more affordable to buy both consoles now. <laughs> um, yeah, I
5: that's
0: know, true. It's, it's
5: amazing
4: the price actually that they, they
0: Yeah. Um,
5: they
4: gave. Okay,
0: we're going to go on to the whole pricing and the different strategies. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the strategy. Uh, well, let's continue with the strategy of Microsoft. And since we did our last roundtable, Obviously, we had that whole thing about, you know, what's the price going to be? When will they announce it? That's all out in the open. So we have uh, Microsoft who were, in a way, forced to announce the pricing of their their respective boxes. I think things got leaked, and then they had to then release uh, what they'd been holding on to for however long. And we first saw the pricing of the Xbox Series S. And that followed um, was followed by pricing for the Xbox Series X. So I want to start with the S, which is supposedly the less powerful console for two ninety nine dollars, and then the Xbox Series X, which is the the powerhouse for four ninety nine dollars. So what do people think of the S and the strategy around the non the non four K uh, sort of non-disc, so sort of uh, digital games only strategy, and specifically the pricing. Um, Annabelle, do you wanna? Uh,
4: um, i think that's a really clever move actually i think it's a good idea for casual gamers not everyone is banging out apex every day <laughs> like <me. laughs> you know some people don't need all of that um right now my sister's using our playstation 3 just to watch dvds and things like that so she doesn't she and my brother's like this is sacrilege you should be using a playstation for those kind of things get a blu-ray player but there's people who maybe play fifa or things like that just on the weekend or every other weekend they don't need it to be doing the most they just need it i just play a few games every now and then and that's kind of all they need it for it doesn't need to be skynet out here where it's just you know can control your whole house for you you can just run a few games and that's kind of you're a casual gamer you don't need it to be doing so much so i think i think that's actually really cleverly done for people who kind of game um on and off and they don't need it to be so expensive because it's just like they don't play that much so i think that was
1: i think that was right on the money to be fair um i'm cool to go next yeah
0: <laughs> yeah sure actually before you go next um just want to jump on that casual gamer point uh and introduce a uh a casual gamer um and also uh co-founder of myamada uh lao hey hey Self-proclaimed casual gamer? Is that is that what you're calling yourself?
6: No. Okay. Is
0: just just casual.
6: I'm not even casual. Oh wow. I, I, okay. I, I so... reject that label. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So we're talking about the strategies of uh, Microsoft and uh, Sony in respect to their next generation consoles. And we started with the Xbox Series S. So I don't know how much you know about the launch of those, uh, the S and the X. All I know is that it's sold out
6: everywhere. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Um, so I mean, like for you, because I know when you were last on uh, the podcast, you talked about making some steps into like back into gaming, and you started with uh, Stadia. I'm um, not sure what the fate of that has been, but um, I know we've talked about sort what Microsoft are doing and what Sony are doing. So how do you feel about the, the subscription service that Microsoft are offering? And are you at all interested in the either of the consoles, um, Xbox consoles?
6: I'd say that for Microsoft... Um... I really like the model. I've got to say, as someone that doesn't play games often, it it's a little bit more inviting to just kind of pay like what twenty something quid a month. Um, of course, it, it it's reminiscent of a mobile phone contract. So it's just a question of well, do I want to lock myself in for 24 months? That's the only thing. But I do kind of like the idea because. It's weird, I don't know, there's something about dropping 500 G's, not G's, sorry, that'd be a lot.
4: Imagine,
6: um, what? I don't know. Whoa, what, is, what, what console kind of is this? Like, what?
1: <laughs> this might be some Ready Player One, the book level what? VR system, like, top yeah.
6: notch. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was thinking of something else. Uh, but no, but just dropping 500 pounds on a console like that, um, if you don't play often, is a, is a lot to ask. Um, so presenting it in this way, is kind of like, okay, maybe I could do that. Um, it's still asking you to commit though. Uh, For me personally, I haven't jumped in and I'm just kind of watching from the sidelines, to be honest. What would really interest me is their streaming offering. And I've looked and I can see that it's mainly aimed at mobile phone and tablet, which doesn't really appeal to me as much are oh, you talking
0: about the x cloud service
6: yeah yeah so so that would be something i'd look into if only it were direct on pc and maybe that's just something that will come with time i imagine it will um but for now i'm I'm kind of happy to watch and see and out of the two consoles honestly i'm more interested in the ps5 and this is coming from an ex nintendo fanboy who you know didn't really give sony the time of day so yeah that's me oh god (laughs) so many points
1: i could literally i mean i'm very uh when we get onto the playstation i'll talk about how interested i am in the playstation um but obviously i'm I'm more on the xbox side now but that's because i have an xbox and i have game pass And it's just i've not i wanted a playstation 4 in the beginning but i just never got around to buying a place how have I not got a playstation for this generation but it's just because I've been so entertained with my xbox obviously I also have a pc and switch but I mean that's no different from any other generation but yeah so xbox series x and xbox series s are definitely uh more uh xbox are definitely going more for like the phone contract way here but the series s like obviously it came out of nowhere when that got leaked it was like when the price drop ha- happened, it was the Xbox Series S got leaked with price and information about it even existing. And it it's kind of incredible. It's so cheap uh, compared to like every other console uh, at launch. I mean, it's more comparable to the Switch, <laughs> which is crazy uh, for an Xbox price to be compared to Nintendo's hybrid that's supposed to be like the more you know introductory gaming console
0: yeah, it does feel like they're going for that audience of I just want to sort of dip my toe in a cost-effective way and maybe yeah. going after, like, Nintendo's area of mm. of the, the gaming world.
1: But I think, like, what, the differences, like, okay, it has... It's not as powerful. A lot of people were talking about the storage, but the storage is upgradable, I think, because uh, they said, like, it's an op... There's optionals, optional extras. So... I feel like, okay, that's okay. But the Series S, this is like a discless version. Xbox have their Game Pass. If you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, it means you have a massive library of games on an actual Xbox. You can also have a library of games on a PC. So even if you have like a lower end, like a laptop or something, you don't really use it for gaming. But once in a while, you want to play a game on it. There's going to be games for you on there. Uh, Not to mention EA Play is also going to be available on it and xCloud if you have Ultimate. So right there, you're like, you're in the next gen for such a low cost, even if you buy the console outright, and then only have your subscription to Ultimate, which is works out more expensive over the long haul. But if you wanted like a lesser commitment and still have a cheaper option, it's still there. And like everyone talks about like casual gamers and like the difference between casual gamers and committed gamers. What about committed gamers that also are on low income don't have that cash to spend they also don't have to miss out on having a next gen console it's way more entry uh for everyone um but also like people don't have to hold out for next gen and i think that's just like an amazing thing that that microsoft has done with xbox like it's it changes like the game's sort of like floor massively and in a time of like financial uncertainty I think it's, it's more than a power move. It's like so obviously they're doing it for business reasons that it's a business, but it does so much. Like they're really filling a gap. They're really creating a solution and like making gaming more accessible, which that's just like great. More people playing games is great. Whether you're team Xbox, team PlayStation or on the fence, like it doesn't matter. This is more gamers. And I think as a gamer, And as someone that wants everyone to experience games, this is great. Like, I love it. And Game Pass. I have played games that I would not have bought uh, and, like, just discovered new worlds. Uh, There's not, like, one type of game on there. There's loads of different things. And that, again, is great, especially for either entry-level gamers or low-income gamers. And variety streamers. (laughs) So great. I don't... <laughs> i can actually play games with people they're like can you play this game with me and i'm like i'm not really into that but uh i want to play with you i have a game pass let's play together but yeah that's my take on it i could say so much more but i think
0: should, uh, catch I was let me just check in on annabelle were you at all moved uh from sony by that by by what tazzy said did that not move you like <laughs> somewhere deep in your soul
4: Oh, we're talking about a love affair that's over twenty yeah.
0: cool. I right, just, just checking temperature. <laughs> just checking the temperature. Um, um so um yeah, so we've got the the S the the question I uh I had and anyone can jump in if you have uh, an opinion is that the so the S is the least the less powerful of the two. Um and I know like I know the the stats and the, the exact teraflops and uh, resolution and everything, but it, it seemed to sort of hinge on two things: the the four K and the and the size of the disc drive. Uh, I'm just wondering, like, how much does four K matter? Does anyone have a four K TV?
1: I, there is one in my yeah. house, but it's not mine, uh, and I okay. would not have anything four K if it wasn't for
0: my housemate having this ridiculous TV. Okay, Rose, you were gonna say you've got a four K TV.
2: Yeah, I have a 4K TV. I okay. honestly think that it um well to me, you know, I wanted a 4K TV. It wasn't quite for video games though. It was <laughs> for other streaming services, but I feel like with video games, I've never been drawn to oh, you know, better resolution or this, that and the other when it comes to games. It's always just been about the fluidity of the game itself, or how it plays, you know, that kind of thing. So even with offering one that doesn't, you know, provide uh, 4K, I, I don't think it changes much. People just want to play games, isn't it? And not everyone has a 4K TV that, you know, obviously will support that crazy, uh, that that need for it. 4K and even 8K is still kind of like out of reach for some people.
0: Yeah, that's like a whole other,
6: <laughs> a whole other uh, thing. Oh, 8K is mad
2: expensive. I've looked at it. <laughs> just out of like... Uh,
6: any i think i i feel like i'm having deja vu i feel like this is a conversation that came up many generations ago with the whole hd drive mm-hmm. on xbox yes. and mm-hmm. all of this stuff age um, old <laughs> yeah. I, I mean eventually we will all have 4k tvs but i guess by that point the latest and greatest will be what i can't even imagine the number but
0: yeah yeah <laughs> no i totally get that i felt that as well but i feel that there's a there's a big difference here and and kind of rose touched on it in terms of like how many people have 4k tvs whereas with the the sd to hd that was like a that was a generational thing and that was a there was a big gap between your sd tv and your hd tv and you could see it and obviously it was like mm, pushed by oh that content God. like yeah. sort of matrix dvd and uh sort of games like that but that was a thing even if you're not you know the most tech savvy person you could just see it like you see the difference and you knew you needed to get um a hd tv and you you wouldn't look back whereas i feel like we're sort of in the uh diminishing returns area where the jump from hd to 4k like i again i i can see sort of technically i can see it's there i can see the difference but is it enough for me to to one go and get a <laughs> brand new tv and um and then sort of get the console to match all The more expensive console to match and i feel like there's a there's a there's a power in good enough and Mm -hmm. like hd for most people is good enough and so i I just every time i I hear 4k and an 8k i just wonder like how much of a difference uh that actually makes
1: yeah for me a big thing is like a like if we're getting the series x one of the reasons you're getting it is because you're either not like you're not a massive super big fan gamer that like plays games every day or you're on that lower income you don't have that disposable income to spend on gaming so you probably don't have a 4k tv and if you do you're like it's not a big deal and a lot of people be like i just see so much. my god gamers on twitter are so entitled um <laughs> but like so we're like oh what's the point in this console existing blah 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 and like my thing for that is it's not for you that's why the series x exists the series x is for you <laughs> the series s is for someone else that's not you and that's fine you don't need to get butt sore about it yeah,
0: yeah there's a weird thing about a some segment of gamers where if if something is done that does not directly impact or benefit them, they can't understand why it would exist. And that's really baffling. Like you say, like the the xbox series s is not for you and similar thing with the um the switch light when that was released and people like you know why would this like exist oh, i don't need this yeah it's not for you there are other people <laughs> who aren't like you who also are interested in games but different yeah uh, need different entry points or different ways to play or different price points it's a weird thing that I, i'm seeing a lot maybe i'm just spending too much time on twitter that's probably the problem twitter
2: twitter is crazy uh yeah. people on twitter are crazy so here's the thing with gaming a lot the a lot of things that we see on social media obviously it just seems a lot worse and it makes them sound like they're the majority anyway but people seemingly on twitter and even instagram like to gatekeep so they like to gatekeep uh, you know if you're an actual gamer you should have all the technological advancements and everything else like that well, some of these like games that were released by indie developers and things like that, you know, it's not all based on the most like uh, graphically impressive games. It's all based on people who would actually buy it because they love to play games like this or a certain type of games. And it's like I've it gets more and more apparent even with uh, Xbox 360, PS3 era that we just want to gatekeep from other gamers
0: there is an element uh, of that
2: and uh, somehow like you know the superiority kind of complex that people have Then it's just like oh well i mean what's the point even getting this if you know it, you can't see said said minimal details you know fps or yeah. <laughs> everything else like well, what is the point and then they would be like oh let me just gatekeep you away from this because you don't you're some sort of heathen because you don't, yeah, you don't care count. or don't relate or you know you just not what you're looking for
0: you mentioned uh games uh let's talk a bit about games and there's one in particular before we move on to playstation PlayStation, uh that i wanted to touch on and before before the whole thing about uh the purchase of Zenimax, and even before the pricing was revealed we had the news of halo being delayed uh for uh launch of the xbox series x now, when Microsoft had its, uh, had its game showcase, and uh, you know they showed they showed off Halo and it didn't get the best reception um, and then shortly after it came out that they would be sort of delaying the game into twenty twenty one and I wonder what people's thoughts are on how that would affect the sort of success of the launch um dan i mean you're the let's say you're the neutral kind of the neutral gamer here <laughs> yeah. um how do you see no halo um impacting the launch of the xbox series x
3: okay so i'm I'm not the biggest halo fan in the first place so i've I've only played a little bit of halo in in the past um so even if i was to buy an xbox i wouldn't be buying it for halo i feel that the xbox does need something it needs an, an exclusive um for launch um just to sort of entice people in. But I don't think that Halo and people know that Halo will come at some point. They'll probably have a gears of war at some point. Um I think it's best that they take their time to fix it, make it the best game it can be, and then launch it when it's ready. Um and I think everyone who's going to get an Xbox, they know that the Halo game is going to be coming to the system. Um and I'm sure they're going to want it to be the best game it can be. So that that's not I don't think it could be in a problem it being delayed.
0: Okay, that's a nice reasoned Reason argument. uh Did anyone see the the showcase of uh, of Halo and had any thoughts on the game itself?
6: I didn't watch the showcase, but I'm I, you know I caught a couple of clips. Uh, yeah, honestly, the way I get my news these days is just from any ruckus that's kicking up because it just pops up on my feed. um And as you can imagine, it was well. It doesn't look that good. I'm sure you all saw it, right? Uh, People were complaining about how it looked. And I read an interesting article that basically broke down why it looks the way it does. Um, Something to do with the way um, light is rendered. And basically from an art direction perspective, when you look at Halo, um, it's going to run into those kind of textures. And therefore it won't necessarily look as great because it's kind of sunset and dusk and that kind of stuff. So Yeah, apparently those are some of the reasons that it looks the way it does, um, because of the settings and the kind of mounting valley textures it's got and whatnot. So, I don't know. For me, um, it didn't look spectacular. (laughs) Um, And naturally, as a casual gamer, I'm thinking, well, what did I see on the PS5? And I remember the tech demo for the Unreal Engine, and that was, like, amazing. So, I don't know. It didn't really... (laughs) Didn't really give me much confidence, if from a, just a very superficial level, that this is gonna yeah. blow everyone away. But I'm also an ex uh, Xbox owner, so <laughs> uh, say that ten times fast. Um, but um, I- I'd say that like Halo games, I-, I enjoy them. I think they're really fun, so I- I'd probably get it anyway, and I'd probably wait. And I don't think it's gonna hurt them because, well, for one, as we can see, like. The thing sold out right um obviously people want the, the system but also um i think historically um companies who release their big games later can still do okay i mean nintendo does this all the time like they you know they either delay games or they don't even release them i mean i'm i don't know i've been out of the game for a while but has there been an f-zero game in the last five even ten years gamekeeper the last one I mean yeah. over 20 years, over 20 years about that. Yeah. I'm still waiting. And that'll bring me straight back in, by the way. If anyone's wondering, like when <laughs> now <laughs> we'll now buy a console. F Zero is announced. Okay, I'm there. But um yeah, Nintendo do this. And they know they can. So I think, you know, um, with such a big IP like Halo, I think Microsoft can get away with it. And it'll it'll probably be very good in all likelihood. I don't think they're gonna mess it up.
2: I think um there is another perspective also in play as well to with the state of economy due to covid as well it's especially like um obviously microsoft being an american company but basing on like even the japanese developers as well and updates dlc's uh, rolling out new patches things like that because of how uh the economy has been because of businesses shutting down for like periods at a time or less people actually at the offices itself a lot of games have been delayed a lot of updates a lot of dlc's have been delayed just because of the fact that they uh can't physically be at the office to work on it so it's like um <laughs> i feel like delays and everything else like that especially this year should just be expected anyway a lot of things will probably be pushed into 21 anyway uh because of the fact that we have so uh little opportunities to actually be in the workplace because the uh getting the the idea of getting sick you know and then your entire work staff having to be isolated or quarantined because of it
0: yeah i think people get a bit of a pass um just because of the the state of the world right now and yeah. sun, there is some understanding but i also think I, I think it's a positive thing um when a a company says you know we want to take more time to yeah. improve this and i i agree with Lau. i wasn't blown away by the what they showed from halo and yes it is Kind of superficial, just like how it looks. But I'm looking at it, and if you want people to buy your next generation console, you kind of, you know, unfortunately, you have to like rely on uh on looks a lot of the time. And didn't look like it. was enough of a reason to go and invest in uh a new box. So I guess it's it's good that they have delayed it. And I, I think just as we've talked about Microsoft's general strategy of of Game Pass and getting people into their ecosystem, it might not even be the best. Um, or the the thing that's going to make them win in in quotes uh win and maybe they don't need uh halo on launch maybe they just <laughs> need to highlight the uh, the value that is in game pass and, and get people to sort of jump on on the basis
6: of that here's a question does anyone need to win this time around
1: oh my god thank you so much i don't know what my mic is like at the moment
6: yeah
0: we can we can hear you okay you just cuz
1: i've i've had to switch to my mobile uh I don't know what's going on way in there. But I I love that question because for me, like, I've just constantly been tweeting, like, it's no longer a competition. It's very different, like, paths. And, like I said before, like, the previous generation, uh, I fully expected to have a PlayStation 4 before the generation came to an end. Uh, But
5: you're i breaking don't, up not because
1: my xbox was just providing me with enough oh ah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go and come back
0: <laughs> okay so i'll pick up on last question so yeah i think it is a good question just because this could be like this could be the first generation of consoles where everyone could win now to you I- your specific question now: Does someone need to win? I think the answer is that depends who you ask, and it depends how much time you spend on Twitter. Because if you spend enough time on Twitter, yes, That's someone true. someone does have to have to win. They can only be one winner, uh, and everyone must fall to their uh, yeah their demise. Um, but yeah, I think just because of the strategy Microsoft are taking, like you can see a situation where, like PlayStation, let's say uh, Sony over the first year will or can sell more consoles um than Xbox and that's actually not a problem for Microsoft because even I think along with the the news of um the, the ZeniMax purchase there was also sort of news of them increasing the number of um Game Pass subscribers. So I think the the stat was it, it jumped fifty percent uh to fifteen million in uh in less than six months. So that for them is a sort of recurring monthly revenue and if you look at it from a business perspective they're sort of less reliant on having to sell like a box once versus getting people into their ecosystem and getting whatever it might be if it's uh 10.99 a month or 7.99 or whatever it uh, whatever the case may be uh, every month multiply that by you know um whatever million uh 15 million and that's there's your business so yeah i think you could have a situation where sort of all three and we'll hopefully have time to talk about nintendo can uh, all three can win because the strategies are are quite different so we've touched well not just talking like delved into uh, xbox and microsoft strategy let's jump over to playstation because soon after the uh, the announcement of pricing of the S and X consoles uh, i think probably like a week later um, we got a um, an announcement and a showcase from Sony and at the end of that showcase where they showed off a bunch of uh, a bunch of games some gameplay they announced the pricing so we have two editions of the PlayStation 5 the uh, disc edition which will retail for four forty nine pounds in the UK or four 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 ninety nine dollars and the digital uh, edition which comes in at three fifty nine pounds or three ninety nine dollars uh, US. Now um so I'm gonna uh, I'm to open out to everyone's everyone's thoughts and I wanna start with Annabelle but I just wanna drop something here, um maybe a bit of a rant, but I was like quite frustrated by both of these companies of this long and what I feel unnecessary game of chicken to <laughs> hold back these prices and it first of all like you have this situation where people want to buy your consoles and you won't tell them how much it costs or when it will be available and people have just got a guess and then just wait and wait and wait and then you come to it and in the end, these are just like these aren't mind-blowing prices. Like I, I couldn't quite wrap my head around why it took so long to get these prices out. So four ninety-nine, three ninety-nine, uh, two ninety-nine for for the S. These aren't like numbers we haven't seen any anywhere. Like if if they came out and Sony said the the cost of the PlayStation Five is uh, six times pi, um. And you have to work that out. I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Now I understand why you had to, you know, wait so long to figure out what three times or six times pi is, and then put that pricing into your sort of balance sheet and work that out." I understand that. Before ninety nine, three ninety nine, these are standard prices. I don't understand why they took so long to release them. Anyway, I'm going to open out. I'm going to stop talking because that just annoyed me. Uh, and <laughs> what does everyone think about pricing, Annabelle?
4: um well in terms of the playstation they could have told me anything i would have been like yes so <laughs> there's that <laughs> but um i am really happy with the price um because it means i it doesn't really change anything um it, i guess it means i can buy more stuff in, in terms of whatever but um i really like that the price is affordable and there again there's two different versions of the console the sort of diskless version which i won't be are taking in and then the version that has a disc that looks like an absolute beast i don't know where that's going because it looks really really like it's
0: physically huge yeah it's,
4: it's, it's, that is like a murder weapon it's very big you don't drop that on your foot you're gonna lose that foot of yours <laughs> you shouldn't be dropping a playstation anyway but i'm just saying it looks heavy as well i was i actually guessed like um my brother and I, we did a live watch when they revealed the price. And we both the, before the beginning of the stream, we sort of wrote down what we thought it was gonna be. And I was like, right, obviously, I guess 450. I was right on the money, and I was I I wanted it to be about that price. I was guessing maybe it's gonna be about that price. And it was, and I was like, okay, good. I'm glad it's you know, an affordable kind of price for people. I say that, but 450 pounds is still a lot of money. Um, depending I just it's still a lot of money in general so it's just like oh this is really good affordable pricing is just like it's still expensive but it is a console it's an investment kind of thing that's why I'm glad they have like um like a discless version for people who are just like oh you know especially this year has been kind of tight for a lot of people um in terms of work and that kind of thing so I in terms of them um their game of chicken as you said I like that I the like
0: unnecessary I game of chicken it. specifically. <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> I love Why it. Why did you I like love it?
4: It I builds the drama. I'm here for all of it. Like I, I just, just like chaos. <laughs> I miss those midnight releases where you're queuing up, like, you know, the way you used to queue up for, like, a book midnight launch or a game midnight launch. And you're just, like, waiting outside this door, you like, until it hits midnight, and you're just like, oh, my God. And then when people got their copy, people would start clapping for them in the queue. Why we did this, yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah, you got your copy. And they sort of, like, wave around their copy, like, yes, I got mine. I secured the bag. <laughs> it's just, like, it, it builds drama, and I, I I miss that sort of hype. And you can't get that because now it's just like you deliver straight to your home kind of thing. But this sort of online drama that they've built up, like we won't show our cards unless you show your cards. And I'm just like, I'm here for all of that drama. I'm here for all of it. Do it more of it. I'm just like
0: (laughs) I mean, I I get it. Where's the popcorn? (laughs) Yeah, I because I think the idea was that there was a feeling that Microsoft, I think uh Microsoft gave the intent that they would, you know, it would come in at lower prices, or would have a, mm. a tier that would be lower priced. And I think Sony, may be thinking that, you know, the price we wanted to sell our console at, and I don't know how much Microsoft announcement affected uh, their pricing. I, to be honest, I imagine not a lot because yeah. if you think about it, like you know, these are big companies, and you have to plan all this stuff way ahead of time. So yeah, I okay. imagine somewhere there's a spreadsheet that said. You know, this is <laughs> as low as we can go, and this is what we want yeah, to sit yeah. at. Let's see what Microsoft um, yeah. do and where we kind of announce. So, I think there was there's some of that. I I get that. I just when it came out, I was like, I just just wasn't moved by any of these prices because it was about where we we're expecting. And so I don't, I just didn't understand why specifically on the prices. Kind of with you, of some some drama. of the drama.
5: Like, we about it, mm-hmm.
1: you know. What I matter? hate <laughs> drama. <laughs> so for me i'm just like oh my god and everyone's making a video on like every day on like playstation 5 and x someone says like someone will say like i think this is what the price is going to be of whatever console and everyone will be like this person said this is gonna be the price and i hate that i hate that i absolutely i'm like can we just stop twisting people and like just get over it like I I'm like a completely I don't like drama and of pretty much any kind um (laughs) and uh for me it just like stressed me out because it was so close to like then the the consoles being available to pre-order and even though I knew I was not going to be pre-ordering either of them um I'm just not a pre-order person like I was like if I wanted to like this would be horrible because I wouldn't know how to like plan my finances yeah around getting this console like if I was gonna pre-order that would have made me not pre-order because it would have been like huh, ah, it's too close I'm someone that likes to think about my purchases I'm very responsible with my money some of uh, us need to
0: have like long chats with our bank account before we can drop like <laughs> these like 400 and 300 and like, we need that kind of that kind of time yeah um, Dan, did you see any of the the PlayStation uh, showcase, and what do you think I about the pricing? <laughs>
3: you saw um, all of it. it. Yep, I saw all of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been following both both companies quite closely to see what they did. But um, it was where I expected it to be. Um, I think when see? I saw the first, when, I, when <laughs> I saw the first PlayStation, you know, when they sort of showed off all the games the first time and showed the console the first time, I sort of said, "Yeah, it's going to be between four and five hundred pounds." That's exactly where it dropped. So, I mean, it it wasn't anything new. Um, I mean, Nintendo did the same thing. I think with the Switch, they announced the price was it a month before the Switch came out or something like that. So it's not it's not a new tactic, but um, yeah, it is. It, it, it was a little bit pointless to to leave it that long, just. But I guess it, it gets people hyped up for it, doesn't it? To to get them to to pre-order, food and buy. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. yeah, exactly. I
1: hate that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, I was disappointed after getting like the Xbox prices and like obviously the series the xbox series x and the xbox series s have a performance difference but the playstation 5 and the playstation 5 digital edition are the same console right just one doesn't have a disc right? yeah. um so i was like disappointed because at first i just saw that it was a discless edition and i thought it would be like lower specs to be like more more affordable and like compared to the xbox series x it was like oh man because i was hoping I was hoping PlayStation would drop a console that was a, a closer to the price of Xbox so I could think, huh, well, then I'll get the discless PlayStation and uh, get the 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 bigger Xbox. Um, it would compromise their um, specs for anything. But now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not getting a PlayStation 5 then. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, I, there's a few games I want to play and I was really impressed with the PlayStation. I'm way more... Uh, excited to get a PlayStation 5 than I was to have a PlayStation 4 but the price I'm like I could get the digital edition but games are so expensive digitally and I'm not someone that plays them on release so I'm gonna play like pay a release price even if I get it a year later a game a year later so I'm like so my only option is the disc version I'm like I'll have to see what they're like secondhand because I I just can't I don't unless like you know my streaming career lifts off and we're good to go then i'll, I'll be fine but you know as my current circumstances subscribe stand,
0: people so we can get uh, <laughs> yeah. five.
1: um i have to be very like selective and that selection is uh more games please for less money please so just wait
3: for them to come out on ps plus and get them for free
0: yeah so i want to uh, we're going to talk about that because that was an interesting part of the showcase but one thing i did want to just pull sony up on there's a there's a few things actually because i uh, i also watched the uh, the showcase and was impressed i feel like Sony know what to do in a in an online showcase uh one is show actual gameplay and not just rely on uh cinematics um and they did that with uh, spider-man miles morales however It was a a bit sneaky uh, of Sony because there was was not much detail in the actual showcase. Like a lot of the detail uh, came out afterwards and some of it was quite key. So one thing was the fact that all this time when uh, Microsoft had been saying, you know, you'll get games on uh, Xbox Series X, they'll also be available on Windows um, through Game Pass and people were knocking them because, you know, oh, what's the point of getting a new console when, you know the, the the games are just going to be available on PC and whatever, and Sony took this road. At least they allowed um, people to assume that you know we believe in generations and we're making this clean break and there's going to be a new console and these exclusives. So they show you know they show some of these exclusives looks fantastic, and in, in the small print afterwards it's like oh Spider Man yeah, yeah that's going to be on uh, on PS4 as well Horizon yeah, yeah that's going to be on uh playstation 4 so don't worry about that it's like hold on a second you kind of you know you let us think that um you know you were making a clean break um so that's one thing the second thing they mm-hmm. they snuck in is the games are more expensive so people i think there's some kind of tiering going on but the roof of that tier has gone up to uh i think everyone's using dollars or so 70 dollars um for for games and and i guess that's not something you want to you know shout out about in a Uh, in the showcase for your games but still yeah I felt there's a bit of um, uh, trickery going on like you know don't watch Mm -hmm. don't look over here look at like what's going on in uh, New York City and and with Miles and I was to be fair I was looking at what was going on uh, in New York City with Miles but I just wanted to make those uh, points that there was some yeah there was some uh, uh, covering over of facts that they could have let people know about uh, beforehand
1: Um, I was gonna say I feel like PlayStation have done that the whole the whole way through this experience is the lack of transparency and like not even a lack of transparency like you like avoiding like tip and toe rounding like what they actually mean and like just I don't know I, I still don't understand the backwards compatibility of the PlayStation 5 so <laughs> yeah
2: see um they hinted at this whole backwards compatibility for a while, to be honest. So um, I, I kind of figured it probably would be mostly PS4-related backwards compa- uh, compatibility. But uh, even with what they hinted with uh, PlayStation Plus and the games that you will get through that service, I was just like, oh, this is kind of predictable. There's something that like a lot of us have already known because they've been hinting about backwards compatibility for... Um, actually quite a, a while now so i i'm i'm not sure nigel uh but i think maybe I, i've seen something else before as well so i'm I'm not sure okay. but yeah i feel like i've known um about that one and a lot of us have known about it, that they were trying to do something but we thought maybe they would start bringing on ps3 uh games and stuff like that but i do think it that whole lack of transparency is definitely something that is lost on sony where they just like they won't tell us how far back this uh alleged backwards compatibility really will be
0: yeah yeah Yeah, i did notice some of the controversy around that although specific to backwards compatibility i wasn't sure or this is just you know speaking for myself like how much of an issue Mm. because what i got from it is that it's not a hundred percent of games that will be backwards compatible yeah Mm -hmm. but i feel that is does it need to be a hundred because really there's only there's only two types of games that people care about being backwards compatible and it's the ones you have and the ones you want so i'm sure sony have done some kind of uh calculation where you know most people buy these games so these are the ones we're going to focus on so yeah i I don't know again it's just me i'm not i'm not that moved by it um yeah i've already got my ps4 so if i want to to, uh use that i can still do that but uh, yeah. that's just me so
2: yeah i'm gonna still get the uh the playstation 5 disc edition i'm just not gonna pre-order it because there's kind of as you said there's nothing that moves me to be like oh i need to get it right away and i do kind of want to touch on this thing to do with their you know their pre-orders and stuff like that a lot of this stock has been taken up by scalpers so mm-hmm scalpers with bots and things like that you can just see all of them relisted again within like moments of it on ebay and stuff and amazon And it is crazy how uh like how much of that has got um idea of scalping it's the fact that if say amazon can uh say not even amazon but we've learned with covid right every company has the ability including amazon to either limit stock you know one per customer or um, what is it, to uh, have certified uh, retailers of it. Mm. So Sony and Microsoft both should have made these deals with Amazon, with whatever company, to uh, prevent this uh, whole, it's like a debacle, basically. It's like...
0: It really was.
2: All this stock doesn't even go to consumers who actually buy games. It's being listed at
0: so bots are picking it up and just re-listing yeah. so
2: its... Yeah. I don't know if you any
1: of you saw a tweet, but I saw, I think it was early today actually, could have been last night, who knows? Everything's the same day nowadays. I'm so
2: angry about this. Um,
1: <laughs> like someone posted like a, their, the Xbox on eBay, and then, Maybe. but they left their order code in. <laughs> <laughs> so the person just went and canceled it as if they were the customer. Uh, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so, so funny. funny!" But they're definitely <laughs> like, I agree. There should be some more like, they should
2: yeah,
1: some like more. Uh, what's the word? What's the word? I don't know the word I'm thinking of. <laughs> they,
2: they need to just make the deals uh, with like Amazon regulation. and all these. Yeah, regulations. yeah, more regulation. Uh, that's what I was going absolutely, for. because the thing is, it's like as um, I've noticed this because I have friends who are trying to uh, who manufacture uh, the PPP ppe masks tripping over words already and when they tried to list it on amazon uh it got taken down because you know they're not a certified seller of these these things mm. so amazon took it down i know it's completely possible for amazon to yeah uh take these down like in a you know a snap of a you know the fingers kind of thing it's like it's not impossible and, and it's like just, a reporting
1: system as well
2: yeah it's like, but it's whether Sony and uh, Microsoft really want to, whether they actually care about consumers enough to stop scalpers from just like ripping them off.
1: Mm. It's interesting because like Xbox, like Xbox have done like a massive thing where all their staff, all like everyone I follow that works for Xbox in some capacity, 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 capacity. capacity. <laughs> was tweeting on, on like, the the moment, like, the, the like, 24 hours of, of pre-order release. Like, here's where it's available. Here's who's had, like, a crash. Uh, like, this site's now up. This um, company is ready to, like, they're about to launch the next wave. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, they've been so, like, they're all on it. There's just threads and threads from, from Xbox stuff, like, on it. So it's, like, there's that much effort being put into like keeping that side updated you like why are you not stopping the you know this thing yeah, yeah this scalping. Um, and yeah and like I don't even really PlayStation I saw it all and I was just like I can't deal I don't follow as many PlayStation staff members so yeah I don't I don't know what like what was going on on that side of things but yeah it's just like oh my god this is one of the reasons why i just don't care about pre-ordering i'm like i, yeah. can't, I don't
0: know <laughs> yeah just like get it when get it when you get it yeah or
2: at least limit it like one per customer or something just like you do something <laughs>
0: yeah hopefully they they do learn from this although they, i guess they did see must have seen it, seen it coming at least the possibility for it but yeah it's not a uh, new
2: thing <laughs> in,
0: in terms of the uh, playstation games um so if we uh, cross over to uh, playstation land uh aka uh, annabelle um <laughs> uh, so i'm not even going to ask if you watch the showcase because i already know the answer what did you think of the games that were shown and does it does it impact you that some of the the major games that they, they are showcasing are available, will be available on the PlayStation 4?
4: Um, it doesn't. I thought the games that they showcased were absolutely amazing. I am a
0: huge, huge, huge
4: Spider-Man fan. I've been playing Spider-Man since um, PlayStation 1 days. And so that was... I mean, I was going to get the PlayStation 5, whatever they said. So it was really nice to see some games, <laughs> basically. I, it was just, they could have just said they don't even have to do any. When it comes to PlayStation, they don't have to advertise on me. I'm one of those people who, oh, PlayStation, okay, cool. Um, I'm there, fun of the queue. Um, but it was just like, oh, you have games too. That's nice. <laughs> so, but the games that they showcased were absolutely brilliant. My brother was obviously going crazy over um, Resident Evil. I, I really like the way they did the advert with the village. That was very clever.
1: Oh uh, my god. He was, that was, so I was so
4: losing so my cool. mind. I was like, calm down. <laughs> um, death there's just so many games that are just they look all they all look so interesting and amazing and just I don't mind that it's gonna be available on the four for some people who won't be able to or who don't want to. So there's people who don't want to purchase the PlayStation 5 when it comes out because I purchased the PlayStation 4 the day it dropped, like, the day. Um, We were outside John Lewis from, like, 3 a.m. until they opened. And we were even on the news because the fight broke out. That's how crazy it was. That's how committed I was to getting a PlayStation 4. Um, And it was a buggy copy. And a lot of them are. The first consoles that they roll out are a bit like the test ones, you know. We did take it back and we got another one. So some people don't actually want to get the first playstations that they roll out but they you still wait. like the sometimes game. you want to wait mm, yeah sometimes you want to wait because you don't want to pre-order or it's just i don't know you just want to wait um other times it's because you you know the first usually some most most often than not they are there there are usually some problems with some growing pains obviously it's all covered under insurance but it's the waiting so I think it's good that the PlayStation, but you don't want to wait for certain games. Like I don't want to wait a, I want to play Spider-Man Miles Morales version the day, the second, the moment it drops. I need to have that. I need to have that game in my like. I need I need to go to the studio where they're making it.
0: <laughs> just get it straight. Just <laughs> pump it straight in your brains. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't
4: I, I just I don't want to wait a second more than I absolutely have to to download that
5: game
4: and play that game. So. If I can't have it on the 5, I'm so glad the 4 is an option. So I don't mind that they've done that, you know, because first of all, everyone's getting the 5, but they still want these games.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I I mean, like I said, I think for me, it was a little disappointing just hearing some of Sony's rhetoric before that. So, you know, and I'm quoting, we believe in generations and just giving the impression that there was a, a clean break. But I think when you think about it, obviously mm-hmm. they're going to do this soon there's like what was it, 100 million playstation 4s you're not going to leave <laughs> uh, those <laughs> people behind um, yeah. for, and i think if you look back at previous generations this is kind of the way it goes and there does seem to be some kind of again spending too much time on twitter but it does seem to be some kind of recency amnesia <laughs> uh, really and, and people forgetting how consoles are launched and and you mm. don't just forget the install base you have from the previous generation. So yeah. I, I see people sort of upset, oh, you know, this is the worst console launch ever. Um, <laughs> I think I literally saw that uh, that tweet. Um, and just like, you know, this is what happens. If you look back at past PlayStation launches, most of the games are cross uh, generation and Which is these great. are long generations so it's not like yeah. you know you're getting you're, you're not just buying a different looking playstation 4 you're you're investing in this console and mm. as you know as the generation moves on you'll get exclusive like they, they don't release last of us part two on day one of the console so the
1: best like later on in the console cycle anyway like G- gta 5 was the like one of the best games for the uh playstation 3 xbox 360 generation uh but it's still being played now <laughs> so and they transferred it like an updated it and they're going to do the same for this next generation like my thing is i'm wondering if playstation will do what they done with the playstation 3 and the later models of playstation 5 when they inevitably come out with a slim and a and a, and a and a more powerful one, like when have they never um
0: to be fair, they've got a lot of room to shrink down with that, yeah, maybe that's why it's so big yeah,
1: <laughs> um, but when they come out of that, will they do the PlayStation five version that isn't backwards compatible, but it's all digital now anyway, so yeah, yeah, there would be no point, right, I, would it just not be backwards compatible with the hardware? I don't know, I don't think there's a point now before it was specifically like there was a difference between uh, the way the discs were read was between
0: oh, I see what you mean. PlayStation 1 you have, discs. If everything's digital, then just everything can be available.
1: Yeah. So, I, think, I mean, yeah, I'm like,
0: sure. yeah, I'm actually, I, I think there are differences in terms of like maybe architecture. And I'm trying to remember, like, mm-hmm. now my, my previous life as a software engineer, I think the difference is yeah. like architecture then isn't it all and what like, software works for.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they're, I don't know how PlayStation are doing their backwards compatibility. I know for Xbox previous, like on the Xbox One, 360 games were in a, uh emulator, so right. it's irrelevant what the architecture is like, because it's just chucked in an emulator.
2: With the PlayStation's one, they had a release uh, PS Now, which was like a streaming software on on the console that you can even run on the PC as well that would give you access to all these older games so uh they did do a bit where it was like oh you can um for obviously a subscription fee you can play all these old games or like from ps2 playstation one era or you could play and play games that you've never like actually tried before kind of like a trial experience of it so and those are like the newer generations of games as well but um yeah i think they might still continue that but i think the whole stream streaming it from ps now because there are some games you can download from ps now but there are a good few games that you can't download so i assume those are the games that can't uh that aren't compatible with the actual hardware of the. yeah right so mm-hmm. okay but, so, just but,
0: might sound
2: but so. it's definitely <laughs> great like i love <laughs> i love whenever more people
1: can be involved in gaming like there's, there's no point in leaving leaving a whole like generation of gaming behind when you know they might eventually they're eventually gonna upgrade to a PS5 just right now, especially
2: especially in 2020. I think they kind of figure that not everyone uh, it's not in everyone's financial means to be able to pre-order or be on PS5 day one. So
0: exactly, you're kind very, of like still treating your crowd. customers
2: with that that whole loyalty kind of uh, you know keep them loyal and anyone that's ever advice. done
1: any basic business studies will know that there is a specific type of customer called your early
0: adopters and you know it's a small and Annabelle's a, leaving the charge yeah
1: of, yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> right front. Annabelle's um, front
0: and center so like I, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah heart. I'm getting uh,
1: both
4: consoles I, I think I should make that clear I am getting both consoles
0: Okay, ah. that's, that's noted for the record. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just a PS5,
2: as well as anything that's on Xbox will be on PC, so only yeah. PS5 and PC for me.
1: <laughs> and about you can personally persecute me if I don't have a PlayStation for this generation. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like, it's just, I just think that um, I'm only getting Xbox because of men and gamers, to be fair, and um, I'm... When I like something, I like it for almost forever. And it will be very, unless it really, really does me dirty. I'm, you know, I'm a Sony stan. I have a Sony phone, TV, PlayStation, camera. Like, I I like, if, if a brand is good and they, like, treat me well, I... I will invest in it, and I will be loyal for
0: life, basically. So, this is like music to Sony's ears. Yeah. Uh, exactly. If there's ever some like Sony employee to like, standard, fan, like find honestly. where this person lives and uh, I know. Yeah, bring her in. Annabelle,
1: why are you not like, I don't know, a Sony ambassador or something? I mean, like they ambassador. need to be <laughs>
0: Um, so I wanna check in with, with Lau and, and get the the I don't play games uh viewpoint on this so Lau, you mentioned uh when we were discussing xbox that you're actually leaning more towards playstation which actually surprised me because i would i would have personally thought just sort of knowing you that um and the conversations we've had that the game pass would be a slam dunk for you so why you were you thinking more playstation
6: i just like the look of the games Okay. Yeah. I know it doesn't come down to anything other than that. I mean I'm I'm literally just looking at the list again and I don't know, from just just based on what's been revealed so far, I just like the look of the catalogue on Sony's side at the moment. Um but it is interesting to hear that you know these same games, a lot of them are gonna be available on the PS4. And I'm also reminded of the past where to be honest that's what they would do um and it was only like some way in like to the generation when you're now getting games that could just never possibly be ported or it'd just be too much effort to port um, and it's, it's just
0: a standard thing I, I feel like unless you're like eight and you just weren't around for the last generation you you should know that that's that's how Mm -hmm. it works like everyone else should know that (laughs) eight and above you should Mm -hmm. understand
6: that this is how it works but
0: anyway go on uh, continue now
6: so yeah I mean so that's the one thing um I guess the thing that's (laughs) quite interesting to observe is the pricing um so obviously the last time I was playing games you know 50 was like the upper echelon and I never paid 50 for a game just never um so it's interesting to see that because of inflation and other Factors, I imagine, bigger budgets for making these games. You know, fifty seems to be the price that most games come in at now. Is that right? Yeah, uh, sixty. I it's all sixty dollars. Oh, wow. So I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fifty, sixty. Okay. And so now we're saying it okay, would
1: be like a lower, lower end.
6: Wow. Okay. And and now it's like okay, guys, um, seventy. How about seventy? And I'm thinking, <laughs> wow. um has everyone just got like fat pockets these days? Like that's, that's a real consideration when you buy a game now for me, like uh, even on stadia. And I'm sure you must've heard that the pricing on stadia is just, well, it's special. Let's just say that. Um, So, so I'm looking at some of these games and I'm like, there's just no way I'm going to spend this much on a game. Like just like that, unless I really want it. I'm not gonna spend that much on a game. So I honestly I'm kinda of surprised and I'm wondering how things are gonna work in this generation. You know, is it is it gonna be like a bunch of indie games that will keep everything afloat and people just buy the games that they want? I mean, um, I think there, you know there is some tearing there because
0: 70, like seventy is the, the ceiling, or at least for for now. Um you so you've got seventy, but something like, you know, Spider Man Mars Morales, they said is coming in at fifty dollars. Um, because I I imagine that's not a full sequel, just uh, another sort of uh, game, another chunk of game in that uh, already existing uh, engine, which is uh, totally fine. So I think there's going to be some kind of flexibility in terms of like the pricing, won't be like everything at 70. Now, how they determine Mm. that will be interesting to see. But I mean, and there's there's arguments for uh, and against that kind of pricing. Now, obviously like no one wants to pay more i think it's uh you know <laughs> uh uh not such a secret that people genuinely like paying less for things um and yeah i i think we're all on the same page uh on that i'm not saying anything too radical uh right now but if you look at the let's say uh, you know the, the comparison is you might go to the cinema or you know once upon a time when we did that uh go to the cinema and you you know your average cinema ticket however much that costs for a two hour film, or if you're um uh, marvel you're spending three hours in that, but if you look <laughs> at the, the value in terms of time that games are giving you it's like you know thirty hours plus you could go up to a hundred hours, and the fact that you're or previously paying like fifty pounds let's say for that kind of value, especially in sort of you know this generation we've seen like games come out and then more value added to that and that all that all cost that's all people continually supporting the game making new content supporting that so in a way there's kind of been a we've had a good ride uh in terms of the pricing because it doesn't match up with inflation like over that same period uh in terms of like games just <laughs> staying uh, staying the same so in a way this was coming however on the other side you've kind of got the idea where games and games companies have also found other ways to monetize their games and Games, the games industry is making a ton of money, as uh, we all know. So there is that kind of argument against where you're already making a lot of money. Do you need to squeeze a bit more out of people, particularly in a time like this? Uh, I don't know, but something to yeah, think, think about. I think that would be interesting. I, I think, think be 70. Oh, go ahead, Dan. I'm just going to say, um, like,
3: if they're going to charge sort of like seventy dollars or however much that will work out in pounds are they then going to sort of say, here's some DLC, it's going to be another £30 on top of that. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they do that.
0: Because they will. The answer is yes. Yeah, they will. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly.
3: So, right. It's
1: whether the DLC will be like cheaper, because, you know, um, there's been some games where the game is like 50, 60 quid on release, uh, and then the DLC is like £30. Hmm. And you're like wow and and then there's not much in the base game that that really bugs me it's like you have to offer value for my my upfront money like i need to not the, the value needs to be there already or you're offering free dlc or uh
0: yeah just yeah don't you, don't charge full price for half finished games and then yeah. charge more to then finish the game you should have finished on release so yeah so that there's a there's definitely a bad way to do that and that's a bad way to do it
1: but if i'm dropping 70 pounds on a game and like there's free updates at least for the first year that all the dlc is free i'm more willingly going to do that <laughs> um but i think the thing is like for me especially is like a big thing is trust trust like a lot of especially the big games that are going to be like 70 pounds i don't i don't trust them i don't trust them not to charge me uh for dlc i don't trust them to like i've lost trust in so many big companies that i'm like mm, i mean i've got game pass i'm good <laughs> <laughs> it makes it way easier uh there's no no need to like bite the bullet with them uh because of just i'm not like dropping money uh that i don't have you know <laughs> Um, but I think as well for me, like a lot of PlayStation users I know that aren't in the content creation scene, that aren't like massive gamers, tend to buy less games, tend to play less games. They'll get their their PlayStation news because they're story driven and they'll buy one, one big story driven game and play that for a long time. And maybe they'll start like get another one and start that sort of like when they're nearing the end of the other one. Yeah, so I feel like the bigger price on PlayStation, it's just a bit of a different dynamic. It's a different audience on the whole, like generally. Um, I think it's very different when you look at really, really like committed gamers and content creators. They, I don't think they're a reflection of of your average user. And I think when you're in content creation, I see a lot of people that are like very in content creation or they're, they're really committed gamers so everyone they watch and everything they look at are from content creators and they are a similar dynamic to content creators um and that's just not the average user like we are a, a smaller portion it's yeah, not you do forget average. that
0: sometimes when you're when you're in it, it just yeah and particularly those people who have managed to pre-order they're yeah they are that early adopter and you know they don't necessarily reflect the yeah the average consumer especially the the you know is the stereotype that's always thrown out is like you know the parent is looking for the latest console for their kid and just want the the best way to get in um so and that's a large part uh of the buying audience so yeah companies Xbox have, to have like that.
1: done parents good like <laughs> parents can be very interested like it's gonna be like they're gonna go into shops and i know this because i've worked in those shops and i'll be like oh i want to buy my kid a ps5 And someone will easily be able to sell them an Xbox, even though their kid's like, "No, I want a PS5." That price and that pricing model is going to be like, "Yeah, but this thing's cheaper." (laughs) This one makes way more sense to me. Could you not play Fortnite on on the Xbox? Explain that to the kids.
0: Like, this is how this is how budgets work, and this is why you have (laughs) Xbox Series X. Now, deal with it there's going to be so many kids that are going to be disappointed that they've got an
1: xbox and not a playstation because their parents are like why would you buy the playstation if i can just buy you the xbox and it's more affordable for me as a parent and you can play the same games like it's not gonna there's a lot of parents that that just they're just going to go for the cheaper one and then there's a lot of parents that are going to be like no my kid said playstation 5
0: yeah, those are the kids that give their parents explicit instructions. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you, know, you do not veer outside of this. Yeah, yeah,
1: And then you've got the parents who will come in and be like, "Oh, I don't know. They said they wanted a, a PlayStation box."
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, and people will go for the easier sale, uh, which will be yeah, like Xbox will be the easier sale. And I'm I I'm generally when you sell something on finance in a in a, as a retailer, like as a as a singular like sales rep you're probably going to get more benefit from that uh more incentives um so xbox, uh, xbox xbox have played a very clever game when it comes to the christmas market here uh long run i don't know but christmas and parent market very good game
0: I they definitely know they know what they're doing um and, uh, so I didn't want to get to the end of this whole discussion without mentioning Nintendo, um, just because they do still exist. And I'm pretty certain that for the majority of people who either have a PlayStation or Nintendo will also have a, sorry, a PlayStation or Xbox will also have a Nintendo Switch as their quote unquote second console. Uh, and I always feel if the Switch is everyone's second console, isn't it the first console? But, um, so, <laughs> Uh Nintendo haven't confirmed anything next gen, but there are rumors of a Switch Pro. Again, 4K has been thrown out there. Um so Dan, because um, you know you cover a lot of uh Nintendo news, what do you make of how sort of Nintendo are handling sort of going into the sort of the holiday period and particularly into next year as you know Sony and Microsoft release brand new consoles? What do you think Nintendo is going to do, or do they even need to do anything?
3: I first of all, Switch is my first console. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> but um, no, I I think I don't think they need to do anything. I think they're they're riding high at the moment um, on the Switch's success. They've, I mean, Animal Crossing itself sold how many copies this year, and it's still still in like the top ten of the charts or something like that. So they're they're doing well. They're sort of playing their own game. So they're not sort of competing directly with PlayStation and Microsoft. Um, they're just doing their own thing, making money. Um, I, I definitely think they're coming out with a, a pro a pro model. I think if E3 was on this year, I sort of my speculation was that they would announce it this year, sort of thing. But it, I think it will, it will definitely happen. They'll definitely have a pro model, but I don't think they need anything other than games for this this holiday period um, just to sort of sell more more consoles. Uh, it, I'm surprised they haven't reduce the price of it that's that's something i would say after three years it's still at the
0: 280 price mark yeah well i had this conversation with with someone and i said to him about the the fact that with the pricing i i'm not sure if they will they i'm not saying they definitely won't and i can definitely see them reducing the price but for me the switch light is the price reduction yeah it it is aimed at the person who oh i like the switch but i just need it a bit cheaper well, we've got Switch Lite, so I feel that's them covering their basis and it it won't affect the price of the Switch.
3: Yeah, so yeah, that's that's all I think they need. I think they just need games for the holiday period. Um, they're, they're getting the new sort of Hyrule Warriors game, which is coming out in November, I believe. Um, I think they've got Pikmin Three coming out soon. I'm sure there'll be another game in December. But yeah, I, I think they're they're doing fine. They'll sell. They've hmm. they got the Massive back catalogue, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Mario games, yeah, they're bored.
1: Okay. Also, the Mon- Monster Hunter. There's two
3: Monster Hunter games. Monster coming next year as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, a lot of people got hyped for
1: that. I-, yeah. I I like agree a lot with what you said, what you've both said. um I also think that that Nintendo have a new Christmas, and it's called Lockdown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it goes and on think, and on and on
1: and i think their next like console thing will be like i i uh i hate to be like the the like uh negative nelly in the room but i think we're just gonna have like another lockdown another massive lockdown oh, next absolutely. year yeah
2: yeah absolutely
1: and nintendo are gonna drop their new console then uh <laughs> <laughs> and go well, they for like,
0: animal crossing at the start of the first lockdown. yeah Exactly. And they're
1: going to be like, this is, this is better than Christmas. They're like, <laughs> we're selling new units, and then they'll bring out, hopefully, Zelda uh, thirty-five. I don't know, whatever anniversary is coming up. Oh yeah. And I'm um, so yeah. there for that. Please give me, please give me the the uh, <laughs> the equivalent of the the Super Mario, but for Zelda. And I'm I'm here. Please, please. I mean, I've already got Switch, but I'm just going to buy that game. Like, I will I will sell stuff. for
2: that game yeah i also agree with all that as well um it's no longer really to do with like a hardware war obviously because nintendo's switch doesn't compete with uh xbox and playstation have they ever so no exactly exactly (laughs) so it's not about the hardware war it's about the uh exclusive war yeah nintendo has its monopoly of its own exclusives and it's great
1: (laughs) and a completely like a very different market like on the base, yeah. obviously, again, not including us, very big, massive gamers and, like, uh, <laughs> content creators and stuff. But, you know, the average the, the Next the average Pokemon go, DLC, um, I'm
2: back on it, my Switch. Yeah.
1: It's a very different, you know, audience, you know. And um, I also have noticed that they're they're going back to toys a lot. They're, they're pushing yeah. out of toys. Has anyone seen that? Toys? Yeah. Uh, which is Nintendo's, like...
5: Origins.
1: That Mario Kart. yeah, crazy, but... It looks pretty good. I'm like, I kind of yeah. want it, but I want to see <laughs> it's okay. what it's actually like. Uh, I've <laughs> joked about, like, convincing uh, my boyfriend's dad to get it for the, the little one in the house. Oh, he's not, he's not little, real. but, you know, it's like, he's, he's I don't know, in secondary school, just starting secondary school. And I'm like, if we can convince them to get it for him, then we can just play it. <laughs> 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 like, Christmas will be great. <laughs>
0: I do feel like Nintendo are kind of like that—the weird kid in the class, like no one speaks to all the time. But then it turns out, you know, fast forward uh, decades later, and it's Bill Gates, and he's the richest guy uh, around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like quietly making all this money. Um they yeah, they just do. I, and I think I've—I feel I've said this before. Like they just. They try different things. Obviously, they've got their sort of roots as a uh, toy company and they feel that like they still kind of bring that in in terms of like how you interact with the console and the things they add on to the console that you can play the games with. And I just think that's great. It's just, it, it doesn't yeah. always work. It definitely doesn't always work. But without someone trying new things, you can't sort of move the the, the whole the game industry. Game. Yeah, yeah, you can't move Nintendo.
1: On Nintendo are like a very historic games company uh and not just in terms of the fact that like nintendo have have been in it for a long time you know they're one of the very early uh gaming companies that is still about and have like grown bigger rather than shrunk um but they everything they do is is very in keeps with like the games industry in its infancy
0: yeah they haven't forgot that
1: yeah and uh, it ran, I
0: guess.
1: <laughs> yeah and, and it, it is very interesting like i'm I'm brushing up and like going deeper into like my gaming history at the moment and it's like i'm like huh nintendo really are oh, just nintendo like they really have managed to sort of stay the same but also change like stay the same yes. but adapt uh so they have right. like their sort of like core beliefs i guess that that stay and then they adapt around them. Uh, to fit you know opportunities and markets that they see i i think that's just my take on it i'm not an expert but that's just what i see from
0: they keep their core core values but they also are adapting to the sort of needs of you know who they see as their consumer just what the industry needs and yeah they kind of they make they make change um so all right, so we all seem to think like Nintendo will be okay. Um, so before uh, we wrap up this conversation, I just want to check in with Lau and see if Nintendo is an option for you. The Switch is um, something that can bring you back into the games industry, F Zero or not. Honestly, I don't know,
6: man. Oh, I, I man. think if someone trying, bought yeah. me I'm a trying. Switch. If someone bought me a Switch for Christmas or something, I don't know, or my birthday, which is coming up, I'll take it, man. <laughs> I'll take it. But I just don't see myself going out there and getting one. Um and honestly, I think it's partly because and this is gonna seem really bad, but it's the truth. I just don't see them. Like if it's Google that's deliberately just shielding me from all things Nintendo, maybe that's the case. But I, I see Xbox, I see I see Sony stuff, um, you know, for the PS5. I, I see stuff for NVIDIA GeForce now coming up on my feeds wow. and stuff, but I just don't see any Nintendo stuff. It's just the facts. So it's kind of that out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing that's going on here. Um, and, yeah, you know, if I heard that F-Zero was coming and... There's a few others as well that I wouldn't mind playing. I'm not even sure what's been released and what hasn't. So, yeah, I'm just so out of out of the loop with them um, that I've just sort of felt like, eh, you know, I've had my fun. You know, I've tasted and seen and all that. So I'm cool.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, don't say I did not try. One time we'll have Lau on the show and he will be back into gaming. It's not the show. I thought it might be, but it's not. Uh
6: we'll try again later. Next round so, table. Yeah. Well
0: hold, yeah. On, hold yeah. on, hold on,
6: hold on. Um to be fair, as an update, um very quick update. I was on Google Stadia just to test it out because they were doing a free trial, which I thought was very nice of them. Um then they started giving away a bunch of free games and I was like, okay, i I'll stick around for a couple months. And then they had a bad month, and then I found out that you don't lose any of the games you've claimed if you unsubscribe. So I was like, oh, Okay, I'm out of here. Um, but then they released the Bomberman game just this month with 64 players, and I was like, actually, I want that game. So, um, so I've joined again for another month, and I claimed it. Um, and I've got to say, it's pretty good if you can like get into a room. I think it takes a while to gather 64 people to play. Um so, playing
1: on Stadia yeah.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they might
1: benefit from having like some cross. Play support. I don't know if they've got they, that.
6: All, but... They really should. Yeah, they really should. I'm not sure if they do, but they really should. um But I mean, like you join at the right time, and you you know it's pretty cool. And they've got this whole state share thing where people that are live streaming on YouTube can just share a link, and you can join the game just off that, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. um But yeah, I mean, like just the fact that I can dip in and out has been pretty good. And um, Nvidia, GeForce now is also um looking a lot better cuz they've sorted out some of their I- earlier issues and they've made some deals um are illegal and issues. like i think yeah so and there's like a few games that have now popped up like watch dogs i mean obviously this is an old game right but like watch dogs 2 is free and that's on there now um and i just tried hyper i think it's hyperscape just mm-hmm. um just before this this chat in fact <laughs> uh got my butt kicked but it was pretty fun um <laughs> so and the fact that i didn't need to have any hardware for this like i literally just jumped on i had like an eight minute wait and i was able to play that game For someone like me that that appeals you know because i was busy doing other stuff and then eight minutes later it's like okay you can jump in the game now and i played for about half an hour and had a good time so i am playing here and there um not fully fledged gamer yet um i'm not so sure about the whole battle royale thing you know i'm still trying to stay away from games where i'm running around shooting people but i thought i'd give a few of these a try anyway just to see uh but yeah yeah i'm i'm definitely Progress. dipping my toe in more yeah i'm dipping my toe in a bit more uh bomber kind of got me oh and there's one game called um gun sports which i think has been on a few other platforms as well um, which is an old school game and it's so reminiscent of street fighter 2 even though it's not even a beat em up i i whoever made it um man they just did such a great job with the sound and the gameplay and just the way the the whole thing plays it's just yeah it's amazing just a nostalgic dream for me so i like that game and i play that every now and again as well it's difficult too
0: cool so, um, i think yeah i think we're making progress and we're going to yeah, we're gonna bring Lau in eventually. So <laughs> to end uh, this part of the podcast, I just want to do a quick go around. Just give me like your sort of w- one line what you are most looking forward to in this next generation. Let's start with uh, let's start with Lau.
6: So for me. Um... Oh man, that's actually kind of a tough question. Um well I suppose the thing I'm most looking forward to is just seeing how streaming pans out for uh PS5 and also Xbox if they're gonna go that route in any big way. That's what I'm most looking forward to. Cool. Alright. Go uh let's ask Rose.
2: Um honestly for me it would be God of War, Ragnarok as well oh, as yes. I'm with um you on that elder scrolls 6
0: <laughs> i like that yeah
2: i i really uh enjoy the single player narrative experience so it's always been where I'm, i feel most at home too <laughs> so totally uh, with you on that yeah. <laughs> that that be me
0: okay um dan what are you most looking forward to basically um new
3: gaming experiences would be what i'm looking forward to um so i mean games that we've playing now on my PlayStation 4, Xbox One. They really look great. They're really amazing experiences. Epic and sort of thing. Um, I just feel like we need to have some sort of new gaming experience now. So, it, for example, like, I remember when I first saw Breath of the Wild and thought, okay, that looks good. But I remember getting it, sitting down and playing and thinking, wow, this is completely blown out of the water. I didn't expect any of this. So I think, yeah, new gaming experiences that sort of just, subvert your expectations
0: that I'm looking forward to. Annabelle, what are you most looking forward to?
4: I I kind of echo that same um, response in terms of just how they're just gonna I feel like with every console they're sort of breaking barriers in terms of how far we can push technology to. We're getting really close to that dream of Ready Player One. We're almost there, uh, you know, on the road to being there so just different like, not just the graphics in terms of just how they can um, really push like gaming to the next level. and I just I love it with every generation of consoles. there's something new and something fresh and amazing and in terms of games as well. Um, I think that's what I like about games, not just the storyline. obviously that's that's the that's one of the main reasons why I love gaming um, the storylines, but I also like how they can push uh, in terms of the graphics in terms of just doing different things, and I just really feel like, in terms of these new generation of consoles there is that need to push
0: yeah always no keep things progressing um hi tazzy what what about you
1: um just gonna add this is like the yes and game
5: Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so yes and the idea of like i really love fast-paced games which is why i like shooters but i don't like shooters because i'm so bored of shooting things uh So I want to see like where they can go with this amazing technology and powerful technology. We can have some new mechanics that without, I feel like I go, Oh, I just, I don't want to shoot people and people go, Oh, here's this great game. And it's just really slow, (laughs) like super peaceful. But when I'm playing games, like I I do enjoy those games, but not as much as most of the time I'm playing games. I want something quite fast paced. And which is why I like action and shooters and stuff. But I just, I don't want to kill things, <laughs> even if they're robots. I don't, I'm done killing things. I want to see like what we can do differently, and and with like this super powerful technology, surely there's there's new mechanics that can come with it. Like I'm really not fast about graphics. I get it however many frames you want and however many Ks you want, uh, not that fast. Don't know if I can even tell the difference. I'm still good with thirty frames and. And uh, maybe not on an, a fast-paced game, 60 frames is nice. But yeah, like normal HD is just fine with me. <laughs>
5: yeah, it's good.
1: Enough. I want to push that. Like, what can we do? Like, what can I do physically different uh, in a game?
0: I would echo pretty much everything people said. I think for me, sort of narratives and getting different narratives uh, in games, different types of stories, different types of characters. And I think to add to what Tazia said if you have different ways of interacting with the game world that will allow you to then tell different kinds of stories. So I'm interested to see how they take things forward not just graphically because we are in a bit of a diminishing returns. Not that, you know, things I'm not saying things don't look impressive, but yeah, there is a kind of good enough factor um coming in and seeing how else they can um get us to interact with games and, and game stories. So yeah, that's been our discussion. So Let us know your feedback, what you think about the next generation of consoles. As always, you can send your feedback to us at feedback at myamada.com. And before we get out of here, uh, Tazzy, let's check in and see what people are up to.
1: So this is the part where we get to hear a little bit more detail on our guests and what their latest projects uh, that they have going on are. We'll start with Annabelle. Um, so, what have you and Melon and Gamers got going on? Anything interesting we can we can shout out to our listeners?
4: Um, just it's sickle cell September, so NG are just doing some um, charity streams in order to raise awareness for sickle cell and things like that. That's what we're mainly doing this month.
1: Yeah, I did. I did drop in one of one of your streams. I was lurking uh, when you was on front page, and I was like. I've learned so much. I feel like I always learn so much from you. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, uh, obviously you check those out. We'll put uh, links in the descriptions for everyone's. Uh Dan, what about you? What content do you have coming out? Anything interesting, anything particular that you want our listeners to hear about?
3: Yeah, not, I mean, no big projects at the moment. Um, I'm just sort of trying to, uh, to I guess, grow my channel at the moment. Um, I do have some things in the pipeline, um, but yeah, just, Come by, check out the channel. If you like what you see, then subscribe and stick around for more. But yeah, it's, it's, there's some competitions and things that I've
2: got in the pipeline. So um yeah.
1: Awesome. And Rose, what about you? What have you got going on?
2: Myself and UIU are working with Breast Cancer Research Foundation to do, especially in October, to do a series of fundraising streams. And I'm basically behind the scenes planning some exhibitions with the Middle Eastern uh, tech and fighting games community. So I will be doing things like that. (laughs) Sounds
1: great. And finally, Lau, anything interesting you want to tell us about?
6: Yeah, so um, I've been mainly watching films, but I think what I've decided to do, which is a little different, I normally do this, is um, I've started to read a book for a film that's coming out next year called dune which is like the godfather of all sci-fi stories apparently um and that book's a really good one so i don't know if you guys have heard of dune it, you know it's, it's a pretty big deal uh, for those who know about it uh definitely recommend maybe checking out the book i'm going through the audio right now and it's been so far really interesting i'm like literally at the beginning but it's really pulled me in Um, and I can see why people make a lot of fuss about it so Mm -hmm. it's a great book other than that oh it is
4: yeah I I was just seconding what you said it is a really good book
6: I've read it yeah it does it does kind of give me that that feeling that okay I'm in for some really good stuff right here um besides that um I'm trying to figure out how to do this state share thing if I'm even allowed to on Stadia because I would love to host some live streams of Bomberman because it's one of my favorite games from back in the day and um now that I know I'm good enough to do quite well on there uh (laughs) I feel like hey why not
1: (laughs) okay well if you get that sorted then we'll we'll pop in and uh see see how that goes for you yeah um So we are now going to go into some listener feedback and questions. So we have a couple of uh, questions in. Our first one is from uh, at Jed Shepherd on Twitter. And it's, do you think they've, we're talking about Sony and Microsoft here, uh, introduced artificial scarcity? So people think they've run out of stock and panic like it's really rare when they actually have aircraft hangars full of them.
0: Maybe not aircraft hangars, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I do feel like obviously COVID just has affected things. Um, but yeah, I do wonder like how much the scarcity thing is is manufactured just to build hype uh, around the consoles. Um, I know there was a story where, I think there was a story that Sony had cut um, production costs and stuff like that, and they had to come out and say, like, oh, no, no, they're they're running on time. But I think, yeah, that just, like, gets people amped up, like Annabelle said, like, adds to the drama and anticipation of of things. So I I do wonder, I don't know, but I do wonder how much of an issue the whole, um, yeah, inventory thing actually is.
1: Yeah, I reckon there is, I think there, I think... Maybe it's a bit artificial, but I think as well this time it's like kind of artificial, but also, uh, you know, I feel like production might not have been as good as it has been in the past. And everyone's kind of got to do this like buffering thing where it's just a bit bit more cautious because it's going to be harder.
2: Yeah, I think it's like one part production issues or not so much like issues as in they can't produce as much, but then the second part being distribution as well. A lot of couriers and things like that, you know, also were affected severely as well. I, I second what you say. I think they do like the drama and they,
4: I feel like they just, they don't have, they don't actually have airplane hands for this stuff. They maybe purposely like this many, and then people are like, oh, my God, when it comes out next time, when they re-release it, I'm going to be first in line. And, and that adds to that sort of thing. They do the same thing with books where they release like this many hard copies and then they can't find it anywhere else in the world. Then when they re-release it, they're like, people will just snatch it up as fast as possible. Um, A
2: sense and- of urgency.
4: It works every single time on people, which is why they do it all the time. And you'll go on social media and they'll tell you that there's not a PlayStation left in the land.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not going to make more.
4: <laughs> like, people just need to relax, you know, in terms of this where um, you're going to get the console um, sooner or later kind of thing. Um, I do like being swept up in all of this, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, the drama, because I was just like, ooh, what's happening now with the police yeah, <laughs> like, You I love, it. It. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All. Um, but if, like, but I don't really believe it. Like, I don't really genuinely believe that there's not a single, you know, I don't think there's an airplane hanger full of them. Um, but I do think that there's probably more than they are making
1: it out to be, basically. Um, and then our next comment isn't actually a question. This is some feedback. So this is from at Nova underscore 47 on Twitter. Hey, I finally got some time to listen to the EGX storytelling chat and I really liked it. Agreed with all the points you put out there and felt just as cu- uncomfortable playing The Last of Us 2, uh, my game of the year. Just sub to the pod too and hope for some time to catch up on the back catalogue. If you or the other panelists haven't played it, Florence is an amazing game featuring a lot of what you talked about. Beautiful, emotional storytelling, fantastic art, and diverse representation capturing some real-life moments. Another similar and great game is A New Life. So yeah, that was in response to our panel during EGX. Uh, We had a, a great little chat, and I think you can find that on YouTube.
0: Yeah, certainly by the time this goes out. Maybe sometime. We'll put it in the show notes.
1: <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Um so if you haven't checked that out, uh please do. Um we did go in depth about the uncomfortableness of um The Last of Us Two, which I will be playing soon. <laughs> um but yeah, if you do have any questions or you want to send us your feedback and we'll read them out here uh on the podcast, you can do by going by either going to our social media at my on twitter at my mother tees on instagram or at tazzy on both you can also email us at feedback at my mother.com.
0: and that brings us to the end of this episode it's been a yeah great discussion a bumper episode just got like really deep into video game stories <laughs> tried and failed to bring lao fully on board um with gaming but there's always next time so uh thank you to our our guests thanks to annabelle dan rose and Lau. um if you enjoyed this episode of story x story um please do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes um and like nova underscore 47 can check out our backlog Uh, We also make manga as well as talking about uh, video games. Um, You can check out our latest uh, manga, Hot Lunch Volume 1, as well as the soon to come series, Through the Fog. Uh, Once we finish the Kickstarter and I've written and we've done the artwork for that, they'll all be available um, at MayaMatter.com forward slash manga. And we've just had our last gamepad event, but if you follow us online, join our Discord, you will be able to catch up on future. activities panels interviews um and anything else that we think about doing uh during uh, on a monthly basis so with myself uh, and tazzy uh, our first activity will be another discussion with michael smith on the neuroscience behind video games that'll be coming up in october um, you can just head to gamepad.events uh, for more there and yeah stay tuned for more podcast episodes including creator interviews video game discussions and deep dives into stories across pop culture uh, again you can always give us a shout directly our email address is feedback at mymada.com and our website with links to subscribe is mymadacom forward slash story x story until next time stay tuned stay safe and pick a side in a console war because it is coming take care everyone